All right, so we're now recording. I will count us down. And we'll tell you yes or no to the intro, to the welcome thing. What do y'all want me to do? I mean, if you had something, yeah, I was about to say, if you don't, if you don't have anything, I'll, you know, I'll leave it be. But if you have something, like, I want to give you the opportunity to, you know. I mean, give me one second again. I feel like you don't have a thing. Welcome to Fall Four Quarters. No? You know what? That wasn't horrible, but I feel like you tried to force it at the end. Let's just, I guess, let's do do it the old-fashioned way. Welcome to Ball Four Quarters. Welcome uh, it's been a while. Quarters. I know. Can you tell it's been a while? We we don't even know how to intro our podcast anymore. Right. I sound right. older. I definitely sound older. You don't. I, oh, okay. Is that how that works? You just no. declare yourself older sounding? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> hey, I mean I mean technically you are older. Last yeah. we recorded this, you were just because time. of time, but that's the only way in which he's older. Dang. You're saying I'm not more mature? I don't give off that no. air? No. no? Oh, okay. I don't know why you'd even bring that up. That was... <laughs> you know, that's borderline rude, but we're not going to get into I mean, that. Sometimes sometimes it's just true. Oh, we're going to get gotta... into it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> don't let him insult you on well, Welcome, on, everybody. On welcome. welcome to the cast. Welcome. It's good to be back. Indeed. It's been a minute. So we're doing things a little Honestly, different. Honestly, I miss you guys. Like, do you? Yeah, like a lot. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I never. I, it's not like I ever like sit around and cry to myself about missing you guys. Not at all. But okay. I do miss you guys. And this is the weird that I thought it was gonna go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as it's officially see, awkward. Doing things a little differently. You're probably hearing us talking over each other. It's because we're recording like everyone else via Zoom. Uh, we're all... Don't give them free advertising. We're recording while respecting social distancing. Remotely. Sure. Hmm. Because there are so many different devices in which we can do that. There are. And There's let me talk about them. Amazon Chime. Amazon Chime? What? Yeah. You're making it's... stuff up? No, it's real. It's really Is it? Too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's, again, free advertising. Stop doing that. Oh, no sorry. one is going to pay us. I mean, let's man. just get into it. Let's. Just... <laughs> I was trying to, but then y'all I'm started sorry. talking some more, and I got nervous, <laughs> and then you know, here we are. So, we're doing things a little differently, besides respecting social distancing, and recording from our respective homes via an unloan digital platform. Uh, we're also breaking it up a little different. So, firstly, you're probably noticing. We restarted a podcast after the basketball season ended. Yeah, a little curious, but hey, Wait, it works. We're no longer a basketball podcast. Oh, we are. Oh. The secret is we're doing all of our things uh, ipso facto. That's after the fact in Latin for those who don't know. So I actually wanted to start off with an interesting article that was 
recently uh, dropped in front of me, virtually, that is. Um, check this out on Yahoo Sports, recent article from 2020. Uh, Nick Wright of Fox Sports 1. Um, he had an interesting take, which I think could help you realize that basketball was just about done for the year. Uh, Nick Wright called Kyrie Irving Bradley Beal with a ring. And at first, when you hear that, you're like, huh, so is Bradley Beal a poor man's Kyrie Irving? Is Kyrie Irving an overrated Bradley Beal? Like, where was Nick Wright trying to go with this? So as you read through the article, you know, TLDR for my folks who are not about to pick this up, um, Nick Wright was basically saying that Kyrie Irving and Bradley Beal have similar stats, especially recently, seeing as uh, Brad's been playing without his main point guard, John Wall. He's had to do a little more passing than the usual. And if you haven't noticed, Kyrie doesn't pass as much as one would expect a point guard to pass, question mark. So one would think, okay, Nick Wright makes this uh, hot take. Who's going to get mad? Lee, who's going to get mad? I mean, that, that's an insult to Kyrie Irving right there. Emma, Kyrie who's going to get mad? That's an insult to the real deal Bradley Bill. You know, only one of them actually took this as an insult, and it was Bradley Beal, Washington's own. Um, he was very upset. He basically told Nick Wright to keep his name out of his mouth. There's no other Bradley Beal except his son, all these other things. And you were thinking like, oh, all right, you know, world star, like beef was ready to ensue. But Nick Wright responded to the tweet in which Bradley Beal said those things and was like, no, I'm just saying you guys have similar numbers and Kyrie talks too much. That's it. No insult. Bradley Beal walked that thing back like he accidentally stole something from the CVS and didn't get caught. And then his mama whispered in his ear, like, go put that back, baby. Oh, my gosh. That's so specific. And he was like, oh, okay. All love. And, yeah, that's the article. So, again, not much to read, but definitely interesting fodder for a basketball podcast is Bradley Beal a poor man's Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving just an overrated Bradley Beal with a ring we'll discuss but obviously you're not here to talk about that or listen to that obviously point out that if Bradley Beal had been on those Cleveland teams the Brown would already have two more rings so just oh my gosh (laughs) yeah As mentioned, we're going to talk about this at the end of the podcast, but, you know, let Imhotep tell it, and, you know, we could talk about that for hours, apparently. (laughs) But, again, you're probably not here to listen to a two-hour conversation about, you know, supposed beef. I hope Uh, they're here for that. That's what the con, that's what the pod's about. All right. It was often devolved into a wizard's podcast that's true but i'll tell you one thing that the wizards don't have and that's a claim to having played in the bubble wait what were you not we played in the bubble the bubble oh wait i'm I'm forgetting neither of you watched the bubble 
Oh, you all completely that's, missed that's, that one. I was pausing. Yeah, we we got whooshed. We got I was, whooshed. I was I was pausing for dramatic effect. They were not in the bubble very long. Yeah, was what I was going really. to say. Yeah. As you can see, we have high take Jake over here. Wow. Does, doesn't let me. Eight other teams were in the bubble just as, or seven other teams were in the bubble just as long as them. And you can talk about them as much as you want, but that's not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm here to talk about the NBA bubble as a whole. And I think most notably for me, uh, the fact that the bubble even exists. Let me take you back to uh, a lovely year we like to call 2020. Uh, we we're are, still in that. Yeah, we're about 10 months into it, but it feels like it's been a decade between a global pandemic uh, continued national racial injustice. Uh, very interesting uh, politics as it relates to both of those topics. And from a sports perspective, a bunch of old dudes that had no idea what to do once they realized that their cash cows weren't exactly going to be milkable for a while. But somehow, some way, with the help of uh, one Mickey the Mouse and his uh, you know, collective squad. The bubble existed, and Orlando was the center of the sports world for three, three and a half months. It cost $170 million. Only 22 teams were invited. Uh, they had to be within six games of a playoff spot uh, when games were originally suspended, which is why, yes, our beloved Wizards were there. <laughs> I don't know how far back they were of a playoff spot, but apparently not that far back. Who to thunk? I don't get why this is difficult to understand. Six games. Listen, we were, we were, at, we were basically the cutoff. Yeah. That, that's the point I'm trying to make. We weren't very good this season, but you all probably already know that because, you know, you have the internet. You can look it up yourself. Um, there was a lot of mixed review. You know, a lot of folks were like, hey, let's do this. You know, let's take people's minds off of a global pandemic, to which I immediately responded, how do you take your mind off a global pandemic? It's literally all around you. Whereas the NBA, if my TV isn't on, I, I'm not I'm not truly invested and as someone wanted to spoil earlier I only watched three bubble games two of which were the last two games of the NBA finals and I'll give a dollar to whoever can guess the third one but that might be a little while so you can just mail it in check us out on our website you know ball four quarters you know where to find us we'll post Anywho, the answer next week there you go. Y'all, y'all will find out real soon. It'll be great. So I think with being in the bubble, just like any other situation comparable to this, lots of highs and lows that came with that. Uh, starting with the highs, throughout that bubble experience with all the players, the refs, the coaches, the staff, the family and friends that could attend, zero positive COVID tests which is something very few places 
anywhere in the world can uh, brag about. So kudos to the NBA for figuring it out and truly having a bubble where their folks, you know, on the job didn't have to worry about the day-to-day because they took the precaution. Very impressive. And I mean, if you're investing $170 million, I would hope it's impressive. Um, Another high that I'm sure my colleagues are going to speak to, the newfound attention on lesser known stars. Uh, I, Again, didn't watch very much bubble basketball, but I heard some names coming out of people's mouths that I did not expect. Shout out to TJ Warren. I heard he was the bubble god, if I got that right. TJ Warren's numbers were through the roof. I just, I, I mean, hey, it's not that he's not a good basketball player, but apparently he did some things that no one expected. Speaking of things no one expected, shout out to the Phoenix Suns going undefeated in the bubble. That's nuts. With everything going on in the world and being asked to play basketball games in the same two gyms over three months, that's pretty impressive. Despite the fact, did they make the playoffs, the Phoenix Suns? Oh, my God. No. So sad. How do you go undefeated in the bubble? And then it was like, oh, thanks for coming. Go home. Well, they started off six games back. Yeah. And Technicalities, you guys. Win Other games. teams won they were, a game. They, they, were, they were amazing. <laughs> right. all it I'm, I'm trying to give them their flowers while they're still here. I don't know, man. Shit. Listen, can you guys can you guys go undefeated in the bubble? As their coach, what's said, my team? Their mm. main focus, as their coach said, in the most least celebratory way I've ever seen a coach talk to an undefeated team. Next year, let's focus on putting ourselves in a position where our destiny is in our control and not in the control of other teams. You know, I did watch that interview. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good interview. But I still want to acknowledge you went undefeated in the bubble. That's yeah. They definitely said. put in that work when it didn't count. That's absolutely true. Hey, listen, I'll take it because it almost did count. It I almost could, did. I could not have said that better, Mr. Clayton. Wow, that was. See, that was we're maturing. We're on the same page. What is this? So I mean, I don't know what it is, but I'm glad you guys do. So. Lots of lots of highs, lots of positive things that came out of the bubble. Uh, some, you know, not so savory things, as well. Um, as we're still going, as they were still going through the bubble again, you know, uh, current events were not exactly, you know, in a place where the bubble was the main focus of current events. Uh, continued uh, racial injustice and police brutality uh, led to a lot of stress on a lot of players. You're on the, you know, main stage. You have the ability to attract millions of viewers. At one point you were the only sport on because the other, other leagues didn't figure it out. And for all intents and purposes, technically still haven't. But at some points there were, you know, considerations of not playing the games at all. Um, There were situations where players were, Notably stressed as they were attempting to, you know, represent their. No, they 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 didn't. They actually took three days of striking. I don't know of the verb for that. 
They struck. There we go. For three days. <laughs> My guy is not one for suspenseful talk, but yes, what he said. Uh, I mean, they. Yeah, they did go on strike, and um, is strike the right term? Anyway, that's not important. Um, they they went on strike, but it wasn't. I feel like there's something lost in taking that suspension and then saying, "All right, let's keep going." I don't. I don't know. I feel like that message could have been stronger. So I feel like I, this is a two-person podcast. You guys are taking on my taking on my lines. I've never seen professional sports players agree to just not play for any social issue in my lifetime. Like I've never seen. Is three money teams. a social issue? You said what? Is money a social issue? Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like when you're forced to strike for your collective bargaining agreements or as a reason to actually put pressure on your employers to pay you a fair and equitable raise wage, that's a lot different than, hey, they just, this guy was just needlessly killed. So we're not going to go out and play basketball today because something needs to be done about this. Like I've never seen that. So that was an amazing step for them to take. That's fair. Um, I, I would like to have seen them kind of hold the line until, you know, we actually got something out of it. It just, and to me, it so, felt more like an extended moment of silence rather than. So what are you expecting them to get out of it? What do you mean expect? Not them, but everyone. They're, they're making a stand because of the needless violence, right? They want some positive action to be taken, right? They should be looking for some sort of arrest, injunction, something. Um, some, some movement outside of the league. Not, I'm not saying that they need to personally benefit from something. I'm saying that they, I would like they're to making a that, stand for a reason, right? I would like I, to I, see I, that happen one day, but I feel like when they did that, it did open the doors uh, to you saw Wisconsin was the first, uh, I guess, not state, yeah, the first state to say, hey, all right, we're going to turn your arena into a vote, a polling place. Like that conversation started that, as far as I understand, that conversation started that evening. And it spread around the rest of the league to become an action point for pretty much every city hosting an NBA team to turn that arena into a voting center. But that started there. And that's not nothing. Like, I've, Is that the problem? That people are being disenfranchised and their votes are, we're literally in a position where people's votes are being made uh, nearly impossible to cast. That is an issue, and that's part of the problem. Uh, that feels like a completely separate put. issue to me. Uh, it's part of the problem with systemic racism and police and police brutality uh, being kept out of the levers of power or the inability to actually cast a vote and vote in people that represent you in your cities, in your states. That's part of the problem. I absolutely agree the, that's a problem. 
I don't think that was the issue at hand. I don't think that's why the suspension of work happened. But well, the suspension of work happened in direct response to Jacob Blake's uh, murder. No disagreement there. But I, I I don't want to make it into a political thing. I just want to. I just think that they should have been looking for action on that front. I do appreciate that they took the action. I do like a lot of the things that came about from it, but I don't believe that they held their ground for a result. They definitely brought attention to it. And that in turn was really a great thing. I just would like to see, I don't know, more, I guess. I don't I'm I'm not doing half of the things they're doing, so yeah. it's hard to criticize. But at so at the same time, I don't have a tenth of the power they have. So, you know, I don't know. It's it's a hard topic. Is all I'm saying. I feel like a lot of these guys are out there doing the work in their communities or in their respective communities. Maybe not where they grew up, but where they are working and where they live now. Like a lot of these guys are out there working as civic leaders, absolutely, or at least su- providing support. And I'm not sure I'd call them civic leaders, but they're definitely out there in the communities doing things and making their presence known. Um, I mean, they've always advertised like the NBA Cares program and a lot of things that don't get advertised as a part of that program that they're just doing anyway. Um, and not a lot of attention gets called to that, and it's pretty. Yeah. I feel like that's a big part of the, like most sports leagues in general, uh, try and pay face, at least the major three, they pay face to, hey, our our athletes are going to be out in the community supporting events. Um, I do feel like it's very genuine with NBA players and NBA events, their involvement in local communities. Absolutely. and I'm not saying it's not genuine from other leagues, but I do get a sense that that's really important to the NBA, uh, not just for their brand, but just most of the people in the NBA feel that that's part of what they should be doing with the platform that they have. I'm not sure I'm going to agree with that, but I am glad that it's a focus, um, like a public focus of the NBA. And maybe I'm spoiled because Bradley Bill and John Wall are so good at it. Maybe that's what I think that's I think that's coloring your opinion, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree with that statement. Hey, I didn't mean to take this away from you, oh. Oh, that was it. I had nothing else. You you kinda took everything. So <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like that. No. Don't be like that. I'm just acknowledging that was literally the last thing I was going to say, and you guys already said it, so there's literally nothing else for me to say. So, You always could have jumped in there. Mm, No. Okay. All right. But hey, valid statements and conversation. I'm not going to, you know, disavow it because I didn't say it, but I mean, at the end of the day, I didn't need to say it because you guys did, so. We're in there. Yeah. Well, the going back to the bubble. Uh, I thought that the schedule was actually really good. Um, I think that's my main 
thing that interested me about the bubble. I thought it was going to be weird because they had a lot of games in the middle of the day. This is the, the season play. And um, I was like, people are working. And then I realized I'm working from home. I'm going to have the basketball game on a second screen. And this is amazing. It definitely kept my energy up during the day. And it was great to just watch some basketball, especially those Wizards games that were like 1 p.m. It's like, all right, it's lunch break, guys. Let's watch the Wizards lose. It was really good. It was really good. Um, but all in, all, I said, I loved that basketball came back, but I am definitely in the anti-restart club. But as, as you could have probably guessed from my stance on the, the Wisconsin situation, uh, it's definitely – of the group that was like, we probably shouldn't be playing basketball right now. Um, there's probably bigger things we need to deal with. And to see so many people vote for the restart was kind of interesting. And I said, okay, well, that's what I expect. And then the you had the situation in Wisconsin and they had the suspension and I was thinking, oh, okay. Um, LeBron is behind it. The Clippers are behind it. We're definitely finally going to get that that result, that statement made, and we're not going to be playing any basketball. And then twenty eight other teams are like, "Let's go, let's play some ball." Who cares what you guys think? And so um, it was surprising. Uh, it's it's just it's odd uh, the duality of it all. And, and on one end, you can kind of understand, right? Like these guys are. Not everyone has, you know, LeBron deals, right? Um, not everyone has a shoe contract. So they they want this money. There are a bunch of players called up from, like, G Leagues or off waivers. And they're like, they don't play, don't get paid, right? They have bills and they have families. They don't play, too. they don't eat. Right. There's no, like, they're not going to get a job at Wendy's. <laughs> so uh, not going to cover their bills and expenses and their pay f- and feed their families. So I I, I understand it. Um, but I think if you want to send a message, uh, there's a little bit of uh, compromise, sacrifice that needs to be made. I'm not making it though, so you know, go ahead, uh, yeah. do whatever and you I have to do. I felt like that compromise shouldn't always all be on the players. I don't think it is all on the players. No, no you mean not. all on the players from just from an NBA standpoint? Like the front office should be compromising too the owners should be compromised. Like, I feel like when we talk about the NBA, like making compromises for social reasons, I feel like the onus should be on the owners more than anyone. Um, English so, is hard. <laughs> like most of these owners are, they have these huge subsidized stadiums in the middle of sit downtown urban areas. Like, when we're talking about social justice, uh, they should be leading that charge. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I don't think they're part of the group that is invested in changing anything. They own basketball teams. They're good. I, I don't... Sure, you can want them to do something, but where's their incentive to do anything well we have to come see their games for their basketball teams to mean anything sure but it all i'm saying is you had decades 
of um let's just call it unacceptable clippers ownership and it took <laughs> gross public misconduct to get him out of there you you think that they the all 29 other orders didn't know <laughs> i thought he was a great upstanding gentleman no <laughs> so if that's what it takes they're not sure they, they're clearly not the only thing that got him out there was coming from magic johnson in like 2012 like if he had gone after magic johnson in like maybe 2002 or 2004 i think he would have survived it and in fact i'm pretty sure he did do something that egregious in those years and so ah, don't, don't don't put allegedly on this guy yeah but, uh, not that you're not that i'm saying you're wrong that the standards were definitely low or i don't know how you want to phrase it the standards were different Let's say that. no That's, lower i want to phrase you phrased it right the standards <laughs> were a lot lower <laughs> so back then you could get away with um having a, a weird perspective i don't know i don't want to call anybody anything right now but i'm just saying you you can say a lot of different things back then and I, they weren't not that they were okay but no one was doing anything about them you know what i mean and uh it's different now it's a lot different now so and when these things come to light especially things like that phone call i was like oh my gosh <laughs> this guy owns an nba team and apparently a lot of other people felt oh my gosh this guy owns an nba team let's stop that so but but my point is, you had all these other people at equal levels of power, knowing the character of this man, and they were fine with it. So I don't expect anything from them, is all I'm saying. Especially most of the owners, they're not actually public figures. Uh, you got who? Uh, most of them are, especially in their respective towns or cities. Really? Yeah. I never see... I mean, hockey people sure know him, but like Ted Leonis? Yeah, uh, Ted's a very vocal public figure in D.C. Is he? Yeah. I, I never got that Especially opinion from him. Especially the last three like major land deals he's tried to push, he's been all out there. Over the last like six years when he's had winning teams? No, even when he has losing teams. He's always like part of being an owner is you're always trying to expand your profile. You're always okay. trying to make more money. So, like, let's his uh, training facility deal. He was constantly mm-hmm. in the news for that, constantly doing something to support getting that done. Okay. And I feel like my perspective on him, he has a lower profile than he might actually have. Yeah. I know, I know, obviously, Mark Cuban has a huge profile. He's on TV. He has and... a national profile. He may be yeah. one of the few owners with a national profile. I would argue James Dolan has one. Maybe that's a much lesser not degree. His choice, or not, Isn't it? not Isn't for it? the way that he wanted it. By his correct choice, there we not go. for the way he wanted it. By his um, choice, and then recently, like, recent he wants to be team a owner, recognized rock star, but or right. folk star, or whatever the music is that he makes. Whatever, I think however you would characterize that. I don't know. I actually haven't heard any of those songs. Yeah, well, don't. Steve Ball- Steve Ballmer has a national profile, but that's for his uh, previous. Work. I'd say much less for Clippers and far more for you know Microsoft. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. But that doesn't change that he has one. You know, um, like you know who he is. 
That's kind of just the way I'm looking at it. But I don't even yeah, know Michael who owns Jordan the Pacers. A... Michael Jordan. Oh, oh he's an yeah. owner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. But you're right. That's not percentages why don't matter. Profile. Right. Like. Oh. Um, uh, who owns the Pacers? I don't yeah, even. That's not. I don't know. I think Larry Bird's in the in the front office spot, right? He's the GM. Yeah, he's the GM. Yeah, I, don't even I know assumed it was Mr. and Mrs. Pacer because I don't know why. <laughs> the owner of the reference. Indiana Pacers is Herb Simon. Herb Simon? I don't. Who's Herb Simon? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel real bad right now. I feel like that's gonna cost us a sponsorship, but I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. But yeah, like they're, they're not, I don't think a lot of them are large, but we're also not living in Indiana. Maybe in Indiana. I can, Herb I Simon. can assure you basketball is big business in Indiana. Whoever owns the. Oh, absolutely. But that's college is basketball. Also is also well known. It's also well known in Indiana. Like, Fair enough. I can guarantee you locally, all of these owners are well known. Because it takes a bit of clout to actually put a deal together to finance and buy a team. Absolutely. And then. To I don't think that necessarily your means city or state into the horrible decision of <laughs> allowing you to build a stadium in the middle of downtown. Horrible decision? Yeah. It normally doesn't work out well. Especially if you decide oh, I mean, to okay. move your team randomly. That's fair. Always works out well for the team owners. Yeah. I was gonna say I all I was all the arenas that I can think of downtown are really nice, but then it's like, it's like Miami, <laughs> DC, <laughs> the Staples Center. It's like, yeah, of course, those worked out. Right? Um, no one's talking about like Peach the... Peachtree Center, they're always trying to move that out. Um, isn't that uh, the Hawks? Atlanta, yeah. yeah. Um, What's the name of the stadium in Seattle? I don't know. It's exactly. changed. It might be Smoothie King right now, but no, it can't uh, be. This says Seattle, that was Sacramento. A place that doesn't oh, have Sacramento. a basketball team. I'm sorry. The place that used to have a basketball team. Yeah, yeah. That's why I got confused. Smoothie King. But if you look at Sacramento, they've had a lot of issues with where that stadium was placed. Um, and like you said, Seattle, they had a lot of issues after they moved the team out of there. Yeah. Um, Oakland's going through it. Um, yeah. Oakland's yeah. double going through it, aren't they? They, lost, they just lost the Raiders and they just lost the, yeah. the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you could be an Oakland fan and not be completely enraged. <laughs> well, they they are. Don't oh, patronize, okay. Don't patronize them. Yeah, from Oakland. But yeah, that's those are the big my big things with the bubbles. As far as high and lows go, though, um, the lows for me was definitely watching those Wizards games. I enjoyed having basketball on in the middle of the day. Our team looks so bad. Well, like, it's missing its two best players. And sure, but there was still no defense. I can I can forgive forcing a lot of shots with Rui like that. We we're missing literally our playmaker and literally our best shot creator. Like that's that's fine, but we can still play defense, can't we? No, no, we're no, missing no our best defender. defender. Sure, I'm not. I am going to argue that. Yeah, like Just because whoever, you're missing your best defender doesn't mean the other four people on the court can't play. Whoever they would pay Ian Mahimi's money to to anchor. No, defense. it's Ian Mahimi. We've missing, learned this. We're missing for the last person. three years. We're They're not paying person. his money to anyone else. It's him. Uh, well, <laughs> we're missing the person that 
should be getting paid that money. So, but yeah, that was the biggest low for me. The high though, the high was high. That was uh, what was that? Just watching for me. I wanted to say it was watching uh, the Jokic Murray games because that pairing is very very amazing. But honestly, it was probably the Blazers and specifically the Blazers Clippers drama. <laughs> Mello was amazing. Dame was amazing. CJ McCollum, yes, I'm going to say it, was amazing. Wow, you groaned. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. it was, wow. That was just so – that was a, some of the most fun I've ever had watching basketball where I don't care who wins. Yeah, like, that was, was – Like, anyone who was down on bubble basketball was not watching the Blazers. Like, those games were so good. Yeah, that was great basketball. And that said, the, every single – not every single Nuggets game – but every single Nuggets playoffs game was very good basketball as well. Even the uh, games, even the Nuggets games that weren't playoffs games were either good games or filled with random nonsense that was highly entertaining. I thought like, it was very entertaining. Was uh, anyone paying they, attention when they trotted out the uh, seven foot or all seven foot line? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is good stuff. <laughs> It's like, it what worked. is happening right now? That's what they should have done to beat the Lakers. Nah, that wouldn't have like, worked. It would, it would have been entertaining. I would have enjoyed it. I, I do wish absolutely. we saw more of, um, what's his face? During the, the, yeah, during the playoff series with the Lakers. Yeah. Clearly, he, clearly uh, he didn't trust them, but they should have tried it. I wanted to see it. Two seven-footers... Bring out um, what's his face, MPJ, because he wants some shots. Let Murray just sit down. Don't even play Murray. Just insult them completely. <laughs> I just, oh my gosh, I would have had so much fun. Uh, but yeah, that that was, there was some really good basketball, despite me not even wanting it on TV. It was some really good basketball. So, I was very pleased. Was there anything in the bubble you really appreciated or didn't like? You talking about me or O? Uh, I think O talked about his. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it was. I really found the digital fan experience in the arena to be incredibly weird. Uh, you sent us a couple links for that, right, O? I did. Yes. At one point, we probably could have been in the crowd for some of those playoff games, but didn't seem like we cared that much. No. Um, I don't. I don't like getting on camera. I, I wouldn't want to sit in my room for the entire game with a camera staring at me. <laughs> you got to keep your idea. camera on. Yeah. It's not my idea of an enjoyable basketball game. But it was a nice way to include people. Um, I do like the fact that they just threw a bunch of things at the board and whatever stuck, stuck, and they rolled with it. Like, I, I like that. Um, and I think the 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 fan cam wall where they do the free throws. I think that was working. That was pretty yeah. good. It was very similar to like the, the stadium experience of people doing dumb stuff to try and distract people. Um, I mean, well, it never works, works, but yeah. Um, I've never really been a fan of the idea cheerleaders. Um, I think I may just be a hater of some sort, but definitely kind of 
I don't see like a lot of the stuff that goes on inside a stadium, um, like all the halftime shows, none of that. Like I like just having a streamlined game, but I understand when you have a stadium that probably doesn't make as much sense because you need something for people just to fill those seats. Yeah, but I liked the, it was like a lot of focus on basketball throughout the entire bubble. You liked having no cheerleaders? Yeah. Okay. I, I can understand that. And I'm not singling out cheerleaders. I mean, all the... It seems like you are. It seems yeah. like you hate cheerleaders. Well, they are the most important and most pronounced thing of all the extra stuff that goes on in the game. And, yeah. Um, so, like, all the things, the fan cannons, all that stuff, none of that was there. Um, you don't have the like free t-shirts? timeout breaks. I never get free t-shirts. I think oh, I've gotten two right t-shirts. Now. I think yeah, I think that's the yeah. problem. You've yeah, never gotten I've t-shirts. I've never got a t-shirt. I got two t-shirts. Sandwich. I love the fan cannon. Yeah. Okay. I see where this. I, is I've gotten a Chick-fil-A sandwich. I've gotten free McDonald's. I, I see where I this love is that coming stuff. from now. NBA. Yeah, you just don't win. win. You guys have been doing it right the entire <laughs> time. Just send me a t-shirt at one point. Just. The cheerleaders, I can understand. You can't get anything from that, right? Like, yeah. there's no, there's no value <laughs> at. Although, although, I'll say there was one, one the year where there was a value add, but what was that? Um, uh, when we had we had a bunch of friends who were well, we didn't have them. Oh, had a bunch of friends that worked at uh, the stadium, and so, like, he knew people, but that that that's that's not now anymore. Right? Okay. Oh, you don't. You also have people that work it. Uh, I can't even reference the specific time you're speaking of. This is at least like two, three. I don't want to try and date it. I don't want to like put names on it or anything. Yeah, but I just remember we had some conversations. Entirely possible. Yeah. And, and you know a lot of people. Oh, so our inside My last thing on the bubble. Um, I don't want to get too much into the Lakers because I have a lot you to hate say them about them. Because you hate them. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I know. I, and I want to just take some time, make sure I'm processing my feelings and thoughts pro- appropriately and so they don't come off as just pure, unfiltered hatred. You know? Um, but I'm, I don't know. I appreciate... Uh, LeBron James's stance throughout most of the bubble, um, like just his stance to the strike, his work to get everything started back up again, because he is the face of the league right now. So I just want to yeah. say the things that I appreciate that he <laughs> did to get this all back up and running. Um, I feel like you're struggling. I am. I am. I don't know. Yeah. And and that's all I want to say today. When we do our, okay. when we get into the actual championship, I'll go into more on how I feel about it. But I appreciate okay. you, LeBron. Don't let anyone ever take that away from you. This guy appreciates you. I mean, I don't just like that. he said in the in the post game, you know, he just wanted his respect, right? Oh, I didn't. Wait, what? He did oh, say that. Yeah. Did you not watch the game? I didn't watch the post game because. Uh, oh yeah, no. This is when they were giving him his uh, fourth MVP in yeah. uh, his many championships, and uh, the I don't remember the exact question, but it was basically something along the lines of, you know, 
you had to wait a while before you could get this championship. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? It's like, oh, you know, the Lakers fans deserve their respect. Jeannie Buss reserve, deserves her respect. My teammates deserve their respect. You know, the fans, Laker Nation well, deserves their well, respect. Lakers Nation has been trying to kill two or three Lakers throughout the entire bubble. So I'm not going to say the fans deserve the respect. And this is why I don't finish quotes. <laughs> I was like, can we get to the quote? <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. But yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. We have to. We have to. Anything else before I run it back? Go ahead, run it back. Old. Run it back, yo. So, as you all may recall, at the beginning of this rousing convo, uh, the question was, how do you truly compare Kyrie Irving and Bradley Beal? Are they the same person, except one has a ring and one doesn't? Is one vastly underrated or overrated? Is this a poor man, rich man conversation? And we'll have, what are your thoughts? Uh I think it's just all about circumstances, you know. One guy, you know, would drag his team to the playoffs without the help of LeBron. And another guy, when he had LeBron, you know, won a ring. But without LeBron, couldn't even make it out of the, you know, one or second spot in the lottery. Or one through four, you know. Somewhere at the bottom of the league. But so I feel like if you want to say that, Bradley Bill and Kyrie Irving have similar profiles stat-wise, you would be entirely accurate. Um, but to say they're the similar quality of player, um, just just wrong. One one's way overhyped and one's way underhyped. You know, problem with being a wizard, you get hated on. Just a known fact. GMs across the league, USA Basketball, they hate on the Wizards. So if Bradley Bill had been drafted, if Bradley Bill had gone to Duke, he first of all, he'd be one of the best players to ever play there as opposed to one of the best players to never play there but still be able to claim he's from there. Because um, Bradley Bill played in college, Kyrie Irving didn't, you know, see that, how they're very different people in that regard. Um, one guy was better than Deion Waiters. Uh, the other guy, I don't know, they were on the same team together and they seemed to be about the same quality of player. Just one got along with LeBron and was able to stay. So, so your points of comparison are Deion Waiters yeah. and college careers. You know, the one thing because I want to change my ways. The one thing I can say to agree with you is that Dion Waiters and Kyrie Irving have the same number of rings. <laughs> do they? Yeah. yeah technically. They technically, they do. Just Wait. How many rings does Dion Waiters have? He has one. This one is his only one? Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what? Listen, Deion Waiters might be, you know, hiding on somebody's bench, and you have he no wasn't. idea. I know where Deion Waiters is at all times. <laughs> all right. I'm sure too. Hey, you should too. All right. Oh my! Oh my! 
That is the that is the one positive thing I can say. Is that everything else? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say anything. To well, overall, what is your take? Uh to me, Bradley Beal is a very good basketball player. Whoa, um, that hurt for you to say that. Don't don't no no no. He is a very good basketball player. Um. I think that you should not compare the two. Because um, if we're talking about why Kyrie Irving was mad in the first place, he was talking about being a closer. And that's definitely not something I would ever pay Bradley Beal to be for my team. It's not something um, I would pay Kyrie Irving to be. I'm pretty sure that's why the Celtics paid him. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um see where that got him though it did it it did it it got him frustrated with the the youth of the nation that's that's where it got him and he wasn't the only one to express those concerns so uh, that's a different that's a different conversation my point is that i think there are different types of players i think their stats are um similar but it's uh what's the word misleading it, they they have similar stats, but it, it they're not the same type of player. They don't right. do the same right. type of things. Kyrie. They are both shooting guards, though. <laughs> they yeah. are both shooting guards. That is something I like. Would. I would agree with you. Like Kyrie dribbles around, dribbles around a lot to like no avail, and every time Bale touches the ball, he's trying to score. So I'm trying so guys. not to be rude to anyone. I'm just. <laughs> I feel like you're being purposefully antagonistic, <laughs> but. Um. No, it's they're both good players, and I think both teams that have the players are happy with their rosters. Um, well, the Wizards can't be happy with their rosters. Probably you know, that, probably Bill, but they can't be happy. With well, that's what I mean. They're they're happy to have those players on their team. They don't. They're not interested in trading those players. You know. Um. I I don't think they should be compared, and I think that Bradley Beal was probably right to feel like he should get upset um i don't think he should be i think uh i personally uh grade Kyrie as a more important player to me um he has more value to me in a roster building situation um but i i don't think it was insulting really to bradley so i don't know why he really got all upset like that it was it was weird to me, especially if Kyrie wasn't upset. <laughs> no, I understand it from Bradley's point of view. Um, like, if you're Bradley Bill and you're clearly better than this guy, oh my and gosh. this guy keeps getting all these accolades that oh you probably that you've done more to earn and deserve, then yeah. yeah. All right, Bradley Bill didn't play a season or two with LeBron James. That's the only thing that he's done that hasn't been far superior than the work of Kyrie Irving. I feel like if you've done the work to earn an accolade, you earn the accolade. That's not um, accurate at all. You look at a guy like DeMarcus Cousins who struggled to get on Team USA, even though he was the best big man in the was entirety he? of the world. When? I'd say 2000 and... 13 through 17? That may be too early. 
at maybe too long and too early. Maybe 2000, the 16 Olympics. He was clearly the most dominant big man in the league and probably in the world, hands down. 2016, DeMarcus Cousins, best big in, in the league? Yeah, in the league, hands down. How did we get to talking about DeMarcus Cousins? That's a good question. Maybe we should save that discussion for next time. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure I agree with that, but I think we have derailed ourselves successfully enough that we can rein it in and say that uh, what are we looking forward to doing next time? I mean, I feel Talk like about this championship. Yeah, that's the probably main point of conversation. Maybe I'll find some interesting article about DeMarcus Cousins since he is just of such interest and intrigue right now. And, uh, you know, we'll just kind of go from there. I like that plan. Let's, uh, so uh, you can join us next time for to circle back on this finals talk. We'll sure have some interesting hot takes on LeBron James, uh, the washed king, and uh, maybe some not-so-interesting takes on some of his uh, supposed competitors. I, I'd like to take a look at the, the finals, what we expected, what we didn't expect, and uh, how that went down. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Ball Four Quarters. Catch y'all next time. This has been Ola, Lee, and Emma giving you a little taste of the bubble and hopefully uh, re-wetting your appetite for more Ball Four Quarters. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.